All right. Okay. Here we go. And I'll hide myself. I'll see you in 20 minutes. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Um, good evening. My name is Aquia Jamfi, founder of the British Blacklist. And I'm a little bit starstruck because uh, I'm in the presence of greatness. Well, who, who's there with you? Like, who's, let me, let me, who's there, who's there at your place? Shoot. It must be the spiders. <laughs> but please, sir, please can you introduce yourself? Tell us who you are and what you do. Oh my gosh, my name's Tim Story. I am a, a film director, I'd like to think. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's my day job. Um, and I uh, try to make films and stuff whenever they let me. Yeah, I mean, you try, you do, and we appreciate it. So I have to be like, oh, thank you. Thank you for your contribution to the culture. Um, like, we're going to get into it because, yeah, and obviously we're here to talk about the blackening, which the PR might cuss me out for being honest. I had a problem logging on to see Mike to see the screener, so I haven't seen it. However, part of the reason why I didn't fight to get this screener is because I want to see it on the big screen. I want to see it with an audience. Bless you. And I want to see it with my people. So my, we're going on Monday. Um, so I kind of like, look, I'm going to be like, we, they, I know they like us to see the film first. I don't know if you mind. Do you mind speaking to like journalists if they haven't seen your project? What what how do you what do you prefer? Oh no, I, I, as long as I, I don't want to give too much away, so I'll, I'll try to hold back because I don't. I yeah. still want there's some things that I, I I don't want you to know. Um, so I'll just try to keep that from it. But um, I can't wait for you to see it on on Monday. So you've got to I don't know. You got to post. You got to do something. So I know how you how you uh, enjoyed it when you saw I'm it. I will tag you and hopefully you see it in amongst all the people that I'm sure are tagging you. But it was that, like, I want to see it on the big screen. And I think because of the um, the reaction and the positivity that I've been hearing about it, um, it's like, it's one of those ones you want to see of your people in an audience and get that reaction, that black crowd reaction. I, I want that. So I was just like, okay, I'm not going to fight that. I didn't, my screener didn't work so well. Oh, that's um, awesome. So what I wanted to ask you, like, just as speaking of that, when was the last time or when was your most memorable moment watching a film with a black audience? I'll, before this one, I'll try to, because <laughs> I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of fun. What was the last? Uh... Maybe the last or the most impactful, most memorable, because I before that I had like set it off. We watched it with a black audience over in the UK and it was like, wow, wow, that was crazy. So. And are we talking about mine or just anyone? Anyone. I'd say any. Ah, gosh, what was the latest? Um, well, look, I mean, we're all gonna we're all gonna speak of uh, you know, just watching Black Panther with um, yeah, you know, that that was kind of a communal experience that you just how often does that happen? You know, it yeah. just it was just so it, it was just empowering, you know, and um, you know, I. I I'm sure there'll be something else that comes along in the future at some point that gives us, you know, resonates somewhat like that. But that was just kind of a beyond belief in all in all ways, emotionally, creatively, um, you know, spectacle wise, just, um, you know, you know, growing up with the character wise. And then, of course, seeing people, you know, on screen, you know, doing it. It, it was just that. So that was. That was the last real, real, real big one that I that, I'm, that I think of. No, I, I feel you. I, I remember that I, I watched it a bunch of times with that very right audience, and it was just perfection. And so to that, 
there's something about us making films for us and whether or not that's at the heart of your intention for the blackening. I mean, it's a blackening. I know the themes. I know everything that's going into it. It definitely is. But but <laughs> with that, is that, um, was that pressure? Because then you know that there's specifics and you're speaking to an audience who was starved of content for them and so have their expectations. You know, we're super critical as well, but, and we're starved. So it's that combination and you yourself, you're part of the fabric of this, trying to feed us and feed yourself. What was that in bringing this to the screen? What were some of your... I, you know what's interesting? I love the word you use, feed us, because I think there's a part of this, uh, there's a part of making this that was kind of um, therapeutic for me. I, you know, I make a lot of films in different, you know, um, I, for, I guess we should say budget range. And and so there becomes this thing where you can't always make projects that are just for us. And this was a situation in which there was no filter. And I, but I've also found just as, with the fir my first movie, Barbershop, I've also found that the more specific I've seen to make it for my culture, our culture, is that it seems to resonate with other cultures. Yes. Because they find, oh, I know that character. That character exists in my culture. It's just, they just look different. And so I found that the more specific I go to it, A, the more um, authentic the uh, you know who I'm making it for accepts it but also it's like other cultures are pulling back a curtain that sometimes they go oh I didn't know that or oh I didn't and sometimes it's good that they didn't get it because now they have to ask and and um but at the and then at the same time those who I make it for my my people they know there's some stuff in here that only we get and and I think there's like a little bit of a smile that you'll have, especially when you see the blackening. I've also done it with other films that I've made, yeah. but with the blackening specifically, there's just these times where you're going to be smiling just because, oh, wow, that was so us. That's And um, and that's what you'll feel throughout the the, the project. I love that because I, I and also being a, a UK black, <laughs> UK black, a black person from the UK, whatever, and being West African heritage, there's there's so many nuances and layers that even and definitely I always say I grew up African African American because we uh, there was a point where British culture was not as prevalent as it is today so I inhaled everything that was Black American. Oh wow, that's I that's that's great for you to say that. Keep please continue, please continue. But, but that's but that's but that's the and this is why sometimes when we have the kind of verses back and forth. It's, it's sometimes I'm like, I wish I was on that platform loud enough to say that the reason why sometimes even us doing accents and stuff like that, we grew up under this culture and we put our stuff in it, but we, you know, we, you can't see over there is my yeah. source magazine. Those are source magazines and vibe magazines. Are That's, you serious? I'm deadly. The reason why I do my platform, the British Blacklist, is because of the source and the vibe magazine. So that's why I'm, so when I'm, when we have films like this and, and the culture, it just explodes. The blackening, even though I'm re I've been reading the reviews, I've been saying the references even to space. I've never played spades in my life, but I know about space and I know what it means to black people in, in America. So there's all these exactly. things I'm excited. And I love that we're speaking to each other on a higher plane because we need this. And I just, yeah. I don't know if, like, when you're creating, are you even thinking of the global? But I know you're speaking to your people, but do you, or do you understand the, the magnitude of who you're speaking to? I, I do. And that's it, what's fun about this. Um, uh, Sinqua, who's in the movie yeah. and and plays Namdi, there's to for us to even be able to hit, to hit on that, and you know, and and I'm not gonna, by no means am I gonna say I'm a, I'm an expert at the as you say UK black, 
Yeah. But, um, you know, it was, but even the global, quote unquote, global black, that we were having the conversation. And I think that's what's, that's what's fun about where we are now. And just, you, you said it so eloquently is the fact that you absorbing, you kind of, you kind of grew up African-American because that was the culture that being, you know, that's the media that you had. And now that it's opened up to UK and in and, and other, and other forms, that's what's fun. We're now having this conversation. And I, I lived in it. I lived in London for about a year and a half. Okay. And it was so incredible to kind of find the nuances, but there was always just a, there was always a base of conversation that was just, didn't have to worry about. But yeah. then there's that, oh, then there's some O's. And then to have my people explain it to me and how it's different. And now, because you grew up African-American, now that UK has come into it, you can also explain to me the differences and why, well, this is why we do it that way. Or this is why. And then, of course, me being able to go, oh, gotcha. There's just that that conversation that we're now having. And in, in doing this project, the, the fun thing about it is, one, Dwayne Perkins, who wrote the original short and then wrote it with Tracy Oliver, mm-hmm. what was great about him and them doing it was they understood that conversation was going on as well. Yeah. And to to be able to do a project where we're trying to speak to everyone, knowing that we're not going to get to everybody, it can't be... I can't have that many characters in it, but to know that we're at least opening up the conversation and that's what's fun. That's what's been fun about making this. And I love that because also in, again, now I'm speaking to her, like, I wish I could, we could have our inside jokes because I've seen it, but I'm good. I'm good. I might DM you and say, Hey, um, (laughs) this, these things about those nuances that even uh, knowing that this conversation's happening, the, the black experience is widening up and globalizing. Is there also this kind of the politicalness, the politicization of our entertainment? This is a horror film. It speaks to the nuances of how horrific the black experience could be, the levels of what blackness is, who's black enough. But is there any also, and throughout all your projects as well, is there any, again, is there any kind of stress with, can we just laugh? Can we just enjoy? Do does it have to have the political undertones? Though this is who we are anyway, we like, you know. Yeah. I, I've kind of doubled down on trying to make us feel good. I I just have to, because the, the cool thing about it is so, so many of my peers, um, and although I know I'll get into some drums, I'm going to, I'll do some stuff, but so many of my peers are doing it so well, yeah. they got it, you know? Yeah. And one thing that I, I know and and have no problem articulating it is that making us laugh is not easy. Um, I would even have an argument to say it's harder than making us cry or being shocked and this and that to find a way. And, and I'm t- and especially let, make you laugh over ninety minutes. <laughs> that is a difficult because we're we, we are in a sensitive world. But the great thing about making a movie so specific to us is that is our sensitivities have always been around. So it, it's not like all of a sudden, but there is a, there's a sensitivity, but when you're inside the culture that much, I know, I, I'd like to think I know how close I can get to the line before I cross it. But even if I cross it, there's going to be a conversation about crossing it. And yeah. and I you, you feel like you know, okay, we're not never going to go there because that's just offensive or we're never going to do that because, but also, but let's also go here because, We've never gone there. So there's just a, there's a, there's a tap dance that I, that I love 
trying to find, and there's nothing more. I, I know we've had a lot of, um, we've had a lot of uh, weight put on us uh, yes. for forever, but even, you know, even more recently, especially during, um, during COVID and everything like that. One thing that I, that, that, that feels so good is when a group of us laughs together. There is nothing more. I... There's nothing more. Just us. Like it's just soul food. It's, it's, it's jerk chicken. It's, it's, it's all of that. There's nothing more incredible to hear us all laugh together. And I just double down on trying to do that as much as possible. And you have made me laugh. I mean, I can draw out, think like a man franchise. I can do Bob Shaw. I can, Kevin Hart, you know, all your stuff. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I got it. But um, I wanted, <laughs> this is cheeky because I just wanted to laugh because we're talking about laughing. The Alabama moment, your favorite memes. And so, I mean, again, over here, we were screaming. We, we're just, and, and it's just such a conversation. And we're and even inside of this ridiculous situation, the power that you feel in it is just like, oh God, it just and so yeah, we're and laughing, like you said, the memes, it's just the laughter of that. I we're doing it all alone and also we're all sending it to each other. But that's that kind of thing that when that's put inside of a theater, yeah, my gosh, it's there's nothing that nothing that warms my heart than us laughing together and going yep that's us yeah i love us i love us but um so and, and you love us and we appreciate that because it's reflected but then so you know i've reflected on your your the stuff that's made me laugh the stuff that's made me sing thank you very much for the videos however where did you go for, like you got from sweet lady let's get married barbershop sing like a man and then we've got horror what's this trajectory sir like where did you I constantly look as a filmmaker, I constantly look for what's going to push me, what's going to where I feel a little nervous going to going to sleep at night where I have to pay attention. Because, you know, as anything you do constantly, there is um there's a, a familiarity, there's a there's a comfort that you have just because that's it's your job or it's your it's your passion. You do it. But then there's that there's the thing that I need as an artist where I have to be pushed a little bit, a little bit. Um, frightened a little bit. Um, I have to go study a little bit. And so I just look for for um, worlds that I can at the same time have a little something that I'm, you know, that I feel comfortable with, but also in a world or in a backdrop, in a in a situation that makes me have to think a little bit more than than um than I normally would. And so horror has been something that even in some of my films, I've used it, or I've I've also found that in some in some thrillers or some action um, movies, you have to have a little bit of horror in this and that. Mm. I found it really um, kind of um, inspiring. It, it was an inspiration for me to dive into a genre that I've I've um, respected for so long. And now you get into that world of can I do it? And you know, and and you just gotta you know you gotta go in and bat and see if you can hit the ball. You know. So what were some of the challenging moments, like being in the director's chair, like telling this story, you've got to find the humor, you've got to find the levels of horror. And where were those balance? Like, okay, we want to laugh, we want to be scared. How scared we want yeah. to be? You know, where I, cause the, the comedy part of it, I found it to be quite close to what I, my sense of humor and what I've always done. Mm -hmm. What's been interesting is the patience that horror takes to set up a good scare, to, I'm so used to cutting on that person walking up down the hallway, down the, or keeping it where I would normally cut out of that shot. I had to stay in the shot longer 
because that's the anticipation. Horror is all about anticipation. And then bam, you're hit with whatever you're hit with. And so I had to learn the patience at times in this movie that I wasn't used to. And um, the, so those moments were a little, were very interesting where I, and then of course, sound design and just music and learning how, wow, instead of having that, that score that's a little brighter than normal, I've got a score now where I've got to like put that low tone and just make it kind of uncomfortable. And that's not all, that's not always the, the situation I've been in, in in some of the movies I've made. Was, was there any temptation to go tell from the hood with it? <laughs> oh my God, of course there was. Of course there was. Um, And we, yeah, and there were times where it's like, uh, we had many discussions where it's like, oh, we can't do that. But you go, but wouldn't it be funny if, and there are times where we were like, yes, but is that this film? Nah, it's not this film. But you just, so we found that we wanted to keep it um, as realistic as, as possible. But when you see it, you will see those moments where we just do a little bit of a detour mm-hmm. and then we come back. But what's always fun about it is you could see a group of Black people stopping to have these conversations in the middle of crap going on, you know? Like, it, it, I always equate it to like you're somebody's chasing you, somebody like trips or wait for me. And it's like, I told you not to wear those shoes. And it's and that would be a conversation we would have in the middle of somebody's like, you know. Even just saying that, I'm just like, I'm thinking, yeah, I tell my daughter, like, why did you wear those? What yeah, why did you and you would take that opportunity yeah. to say, I told you not to wear those shoes. Whilst we're running, and we'd be arguing as well. It has happened. Absolutely. Um, but and the most naturally, let me speak about the cast. You you've got a wonderful cast. I have spoken to everyone already about this. We were, you know, and we were excited that it's coming out. Um speak to the cast. The, the choices, who's leading, who's supporting, how did you find them and who were, did you have pre-favorites or is it just like a surprise in the casting room? The the, the funnest, the, one of the, the, the most fun things about making this movie was knowing that I had to find a cast that, you know, in the script, it was about them being about 10 years out, out of college. So I knew there was this generation that I had to kind of tap into that I must admit, I didn't know a lot of them, didn't grow up, you know, knew their work, but didn't know them. So what was fun about this project is kind of starting from scratch and just finding who we thought was best for the role. And that brought me to many actors, some of them that are weren't in the movie, but many actors. And then of course, landing on these, this group who I just thought were brilliant. And just who I thought, not only were they just, you know, smart in the way they approached it, there's a personal uh, uh, touch that they brought to these, what I thought were already three-dimensional characters, but they just filled them out to places where, you know, just, you know, uh, whether whether it's Grace or whether it's Dwayne or what, when they just do what they do, there's there are times we'd have conversations off, off screen or off um, tape where they would explain to me why they went there. Because sometimes I wanted to know what, what you know, what what made you choose that? Mm-hmm. And they would tell me, oh my, my gosh, da, 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 da. And there were just things that they brought personal that um, I just ended up with just the best cast in the world. And they, I call them my kids because they're, they're so much younger than me. Um, and I just found um, uh, not just the being able to give them, uh, setting them up to win, but what I also found is the, 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 the their POV on the world is just so much fun to get into and hear and, and just kind of shut up myself sometime and just listen. I love that. And just what was the most rewarding? What's been the most rewarding Maybe actually since it's been released into the world and people are starting to feedback, what's been the most rewarding kind of 
feeling of the reception to it, I think. Oh, wow. You know, I must admit conversations like this. I think I've to to know to know that people that get it see the love in it. There's so much when I, you know, we say I love us so much, but there's a deeper meaning to that. There's such a, um, we're, we're, our culture is so complex. It's so, but at the same time, it it's so the same. And it's so, and there's just all of these nuances and it's just great. What's been really fun is to see people get it and to have these conversations afterwards where people have said, wow, we felt seen. And when you hear that, you're like, yes, because that's what we were trying to do. Knowing that we can't get to everybody, it you you felt like people are are telling me that we felt seen and that at the end of the day that's that's why you do projects that that speak to the culture is just to say i see you love you yeah, talk to I, you in a minute yeah that's very very true i've got some quick quick fire sure. quick me out um what are you watching right now oh gosh what am i watching um i'm actually it's so weird i'm watching actually a lot of um uh korean japanese movies right now i'm just looking for different you know ways of looking at stories and this and that and then i'm also going back to a lot of 90s movies um i'm just i'm just in a 90s world i was in an 80s thing during covid but now i'm in a 90s of just what what came out during those times just as a sign that what's your most kind of black 90s film that really is like yeah this is the film that i go for black 90s oh, think oh my gosh would it would it be a oh, good question? Well, I mean, obviously, there's there's boys in the hood that yeah, you know that it's it's that's it's kind of close to you know close to my my world. And then um, wow, okay, this this is '80s actually, where I went back and looked at um a lot of Robert Townsend stuff and yeah. and Ivory Wayans and you know I'm gonna get you sucker yeah. and you know um where it's just kind of a you know that name. Hollywood Shuffle it was just that those neighborhood movies that you don't think a lot of people were watching, but you find out later we were all watching them. Um, yep. So it's just so yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm all over the place when it comes to that. Yeah, mine is House Parties, my go to. Oh, yes, House, house Party. Party. Yeah, and I can do it is Boys in the Hood and Menace. Menace is mine as well. Oh, Menace, yes. Yeah. Um, what, are you, what's, what are you what are you listening to? What kind of what music are you listening to right now? Oh, that's a great question. I am right now. I'm into a lot. Of, I'm Burner Boy. I'm I'm getting into that whole vibe because I must admit, um, I gotta keep up with hip hop right now. But I'm a I'm a when they say this fifty things that we're going through right now with hip hop, that's my like. That's, that's my so so the hip hop of today. I gotta keep up with it just because. But I had to find something that's not too familiar to me where I'm kind of finding artists, but I've also want that. I just want to relax too. I just want to, I want to groove. I want to dance. And I've just found that burner and a lot of, you know, a lot of his um, peers in terms of um, that. And I don't even know what you, what you call it. Afro. I'm, I'm... We call it, we call it Afro beats. Okay, um, gotcha. That's the name at the moment. It can be remixed, but it, there's a history. I can, you know, one day we'll talk oh, about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not, oh, that sounds like a conversation. <laughs> but I just find that that makes me feel great. It just, it makes me celebrate. It makes me want to dance. There's a, I don't know, there's a, there's a thing to it. And then, of course, there's me. I'm discovering artists I've never heard of. And it's just freaking fun. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing right now. 
Okay, I've got like 20 more, but they said I've got to wrap it up. So I just wanted, to, I just, maybe just a statement that what's really great is definitely being African and having African culture spreading out again. That's wild to me, isn't, and it's wonderful to hear you say that. Amazing. Um, what's next? I think I'll go with the easy one. What's next? Oh God, well, what's it? I've got a Christmas movie coming up uh, in November with um, Ludacris and Lil Rel. Yay! Um, like a, a, um, a Miracle on 34th Street kind of vibe. Uh, for Disney that's coming out and then I've got a couple of other things that um uh that are that are coming up next year that are really fun um I don't want to jinx it because we're in the middle of a strike now so I'm making sure yeah. everything goes back to the way it was but I've got there's some um there's some things coming up that I'm really excited about um and I just continue to try to push myself and try to go into places that you didn't see me going um because you got to keep people guessing you got to keep uh, you know blackening too definitely oh we are we've already got the idea for that like that is uh you know I, i'm not allowed to talk to the writers but um but yeah there's some ideas that we talked to before the strike happened that we definitely got some ideas for that amazing tim i thank you again thank you so much. Uh, no this has been awesome what a what a fantastic conversation oh, hopefully we do it a bunch more times i hope so too definitely thank you so much you got it take care okay bye